What's up, my miners of intelligence and consciousness? I'm Rick Brooks, and this is Rick's Mind. It's a fireside chat today. Plain and simple. Episode 81. Hey, hey. We're coming, we're coming at you live from the dungeon. What's up, John? We have a dungeon now. I feel like we're we moving are up moving in the world. Up. Used to be kind of just like a shipping container in the back. <laughs> Dude, uh, tell me about your trip. Uh, I understand you just got back from D.C. I want to know all about it. Oh, yeah. No, I um, so I, I mean, shitty circumstance. I had to go bury my grandmother. But uh, it's cool that we buried her with my grandfather at Arlington Cemetery. Uh, since my grandfather was a, he was an NCO in the Marine Corps in World War II, but he was, he got um, a decent amount of commendations. So it made him uh, eligible to be buried since he wasn't a, technically an officer. Um, but it was a, it was a exhausting trip, but cool trip. Uh, flew out last week, um, flew directly from Portland, which was nice. So, but like, five hours though i hate i hate 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 going to the east coast just because it takes it so was long. five hours um, Dude, that's i think i was yeah. in new york in like four and a half or something the way back really? was yeah awful, it was though. the way back was fucking the oh really worst, dude the worst oh yeah we were so we were scheduled it was a five-hour flight there and we were scheduled to be another to be a six-hour flight home because of jet stream but the day before the weather changed, the jet stream moved and we had to go further North too, um, to go around storms in the Midwest. So we ended up flying like over Mil- uh, Lake Michigan and Milwaukee across, uh, the Dakotas and stuff and caught some sort of a tailwind and made it back in just five. <sighs> so that was nice. W- way better. That's not the first time that's happened, but I've flown, I've flown West over Minneapolis or through Minneapolis several times. And that seems to always happen yeah. that it ends up being shorter yeah, than you think. I, I, I hate, I've never been lucky enough to catch a tailwind heading back to the West coast from the East coast. It just, it always seems, I, I, I generally get delayed. Like I was delayed the last time when I was leaving New York mm-hmm. or leaving Jersey, excuse me, but took the train mm-hmm. to, to Jersey from New York. But um, we, we were fucking delayed. Dude. Mm-hmm. It was awful. Like I couldn't, I'm lucky. I I've I've had good luck when I fly that I don't get delayed much, but I think it's because I'm I'm never going to like super duper busy places or it's like a connecting flight through somewhere busy like Denver or San Francisco. Yeah. Um that, when was that? One of the times that I flew home from the West Coast, I went through San Francisco and my flight from San Francisco was delayed an hour. But it's never been like no, it's it's never been anything that's like extreme or like overnight or something. Which How is do nice. you like to to travel? Um, Are you the first person? Like, do you actually board when your section is told to go, or like, how do you how do you do this? I I normally just wait until my like the whatever section I'm in gets called. Um. But I don't ever like try to race on the plane just because it's like it's not leaving until, you know, boarding time. And if somebody's in line boarding, they're not going to just close the door. I'm the last. My goal is to always be the last person on the plane. I yeah, I I like I like to be towards the back, uh, like the back of the Mm -hmm. amount of people just because then there's less like 
I feel like I feel less rushed trying to get in my seat and take my bag and throw it in the thing. And, you know, so that there's not a line of people waiting. I think one me. of the reasons I like to be the last person on the plane is I generally always try and get aisle seats pretty much always. Yeah. And I love to see the yeah. look on the person's play face when they think they're going to get away without sitting next to no one. And you're, you come in and they're like, everyone's just <laughs> and like, you just please, ruin please, it. please. And then you're just like, oh, that's my side. I, fucking love, I love it. I love it, dude. I love that. Cause they're just like, fuck. I thought I was going to have all this extra yeah. room. Nope. Surprise, motherfucker. I'm in. No, I, I, that, that was something that kind of blew my mind. Like, oh, so granted, I only <clears throat> only had two flights, and both of them were direct from you know Portland to Reagan and Reagan and back. Um, but every time they were just like, you know, we're we're this is a full flight, and you know, we're kind of overbooked. And if you want to, you know, take a take a seat, and we'll get you on another flight. And they like you know kick rewards mm-hmm. and stuff to you. I was like, I didn't I didn't want to fuck with it because I just wanted to be home, but the i don't understand why they keep overselling the flights and then they like they act like it's somehow like you gotta you know gate check your bag we can't have it on the plane and like well why don't you try booking the plane for the size it is well here's the i've i've often been tempted to take money and sit out but i just always Mm -hmm. i always bitch out like at the last moment i'm just i feel like they i think they put you up in a hotel too um yeah, I think depending on they can, and sometimes they'll even like just like they'll do that plus like food mm-hmm. and and no, money. No, they give too. you money. Like <clears throat> sometimes they go for like I almost uh, on the way back from Denmark one time. I they were offering I think it was like eight hundred bucks or a G to like to chill for like a day Damn. or two, and I was like, should I do this? And Is then I was okay? like, no, nah, I bitched out. Yeah. I wanted to go home. I was like, I'd been gone for yeah. three or four months, and I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. Home. Oh but, yeah. And hindsight, you 2020, like I needed the money back then. Like for sure, should have done it. But sure. um, I just get yeah. scared. <laughs> like I don't want to because I've been stranded. I got stranded mm-hmm. in Denver, uh, and it's all my fault. I I got mm-hmm. drunk. Uh, before my flight, this is that not just yeah, that that detail with, alone tells me this is a true Andrew travel Rick story. Alan and we were just and his wife uh-huh. um, came in and she picked us up from the bar, and she's like, like mm-hmm. we're like, why don't you now sit down and have a drink with us? She's like, are you sure? I was like, hell yeah! So we had a, we had a few more drinks <laughs> and then um, I hopped in the car and then we hit traffic on the way to the Denver airport, like really bad oh. traffic, and I was like, I'm fucked. And yeah. then I was sprinting, and then uh, my plane, like the door was shut, and I had to get through security. It was busy, and Denver can get real busy, and I just was screwed. And so then I had to call him mm-hmm. back, and he had to come back and pick me up. He's laughing hysterically. His wife picked us, picked me back up, and he's laughing hysterically. And I and I was <laughs> I was flying Frontier, and fuck Frontier. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. that's I like was, super yeah, budget. I was there. It? Frontier and Spirit are the um, they're the uh, Kind of the budget, super like too shit tier. Listen, Spirit from to Vegas, a little short flight. It's mm-hmm. listen, it's not that bad. I, I say go for it, right? Go for yeah. the Spirit flight to Vegas. It's just a little shot. It's yeah. like an air shuttle. Uh, at the that Frontier point. to Denver. Also, like listen, sometimes you got to send it. It's real cheap. You know, yeah, Alaska's yeah, and Denver's like not even that half, far a flight. Yeah, it's two like and a half, three hours. hours max, right? It's not bad. Just be prepared. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I have weird relationships with these discount airlines because I hate them, but I love them. Like there was one time, 
but you frequently yeah, use sometimes them. Sometimes <laughs> it's just so cheap. To, it's too cheap not to. That's it's just too cheap yeah. not to. Like uh, one time, I had uh, it was a carry on bag, and it, I have a gym bag. Then that's generally gen- like there. Mm-hmm. There's a fucking limit for these. Car- there's this tiny limit, and they're like, "Sir, sure. your, your bag won't fit in this." And I was like, "One moment." I went, <laughs> I went into the bathroom. And put on all all my clothes, like every clothes, like four or five oh shirts, <laughs> you know, three sweatshirts. So uh, the bag would squish down. I squished it down. And there's, see, I told yeah. you, I've got this. And then you're yeah, just walking, you just hold back I'm on sweating, the sweating, and then I go back to the bathroom. <laughs> I put my shit back on. I was like, fuck those guys. Like, it, yeah, I don't know <laughs> what good. it was. I just love, I love the little games that they play. Nothing's free. Another little mm-hmm. trick if you're going to fly cheap. And this one's, it's a risky one. I think Spirit Frontier, mm-hmm. generally they do this. When they ask you to buy your seats, don't ever do it. Roll the die. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, sometimes you're going to get fucked. I want to just be very clear about this. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you get put right near the front of the plane. Like there was one time I was like, like there, there's no first class, but I would have been in first class, right. Towards mm-hmm. the front of the plane. Like I was the yeah, second yeah. row from where the, you know, the, the flight attendants were a second row of the plane. Right. Cause yeah, I didn't yeah. pay. And I was in the middle. I was in the middle, but I was right there. And then, so I just, st- I'd stop paying mm-hmm. for it. Cause you know, it's just, it is what it is. That happened one time, uh, when, uh, I was, man, I, I was, I think I was like maybe five or six and we were going to visit, we were living in Idaho and going to visit my aunt who lived in Chicago and we flew and something happened that, uh, they accidentally double booked our, it was just me and my mom and they double booked our seats. So they put us in first class and that was pretty cool. We flew like this time we flew business class because my mom wanted the extra leg room. Uh, so that was cool. Um, but it was, I mean, it was a cool trip. I got to, you know, uh, f- you know, friend of the show, Eric Ross, got to hang out with him for an afternoon. And uh, we went to, we didn't have any plans. We were going to go get lunch. And then he was just like, you know, do you want to do anything? And I was just like, honestly, whatever, whatever you want, I'm down for. Um, and he was like, well, there's a Kusama exhibit at the Hirshhorn, which is the National Museum of Modern Art. That's like right on the mall. It's mm-hmm. one of the Smithsonian's. And so I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, I want to go see this. Um, so I, I can never remember how to pronounce her first name, but she does these super cool, like, have you ever seen Meow Wolf or no, heard no, of Meow Wolf? Okay. Well, there. so she started this whole, it's like abstract modern art installations that are completely, not necessarily interactive, but definitely like mm-hmm. immersive, um, where she does these things called infinity rooms. Um, I can find a picture of it for you and show you. Um, she does these infinity rooms that are just like absolutely super cool. Um, but they ended up doing, they weren't doing like, so the Smithsonian Museum, all the Smithsonian museums are free. You don't have to pay to go in. You can go in, see one thing and walk out. Um, yeah. And so, the way they were doing this, because I don't know, I didn't, I don't think it was part of their permanent collection. I think it was a, a tour touring um, exhibit. And so they were giving, they don't sell tickets to them. They were giving timed passes. So just like every day when they open, 
you get in line, you get a pass, and after they're gone, they just stop giving them. And so we got there at like we went to lunch and got there at like twelve thirty, and they were already gone. Um, so I didn't get to see them. I saw a few others. Um, there was oh, I can I can't remember his name. Uh, he's a French surrealist artist and sculptor. Um, starts with a D. Uh, it's listed on the Hirsch. Oh my God, on the uh, you know. Let's see. Well, I'll find it. I'll put it in the show notes. But got to see that. That was pretty cool. Uh, and then there were a few other exhibits with some very like it, I would I would call it extremely academic art, where it was hit and miss, kind of cool, but also kind of looked like there was one exhibit that it was a lady who was a multimedia artist, and uh, Eric and I were standing there, and it reminded me of Have you ever seen yeah, Rent? I've seen that the musical. Yeah. Yeah, the I can't remember the name of the character, but the one lady who does the um, the one man show, that's just like interpretive kind of modern art stuff. It, I swear I was watching that, um, so it was okay. But then we just you know walked around the Capitol and I took some pictures and stuff and got to go to the the National Botanical Gardens, which were like that was fucking cool. Um, it was just like a series of like I think five huge greenhouses full of like every kind of plant you can imagine it was like hot as fuck though um but they had like every kind of fern they had a whole room full of orchids um it was super cool awesome definitely worth going to if you ever go there um yeah i definitely dc i definitely want to see the smithsonian i want to you know do the stupid mm -hmm. uh yeah i want to see the white house pentagon do the monument loop you got to I haven't I haven't seen any of that yeah. shit. Uh, you know, you, everyone I had that chance to do it. It's worth going school for the civics trip, but mm-hmm. there's like a lot of fundraising and strings attached, and I just really didn't. My I was like, I'm yeah. just not about that life. <laughs> that we did that in my school. We we had that opportunity. I think it was in yeah. seventh or eighth grade, um, and. I had like one year before gone for my grandfather's funeral. And so I was just like, I've, I've been there. I don't want to, I don't want to go on a class field trip to DC. That sounds miserable. Um, but I, I mean, the first time I was there, we went and saw the Lincoln Memorial and, uh, the Jefferson and stuff. But this time, this time we went to the Lincoln, it was way different because this was like the first time I went there was like Mm -hmm. 2004, I think. Um, and so, like, the park service still had money. Uh, and there, and I remember there were park rangers all over the place. And especially in the Lincoln Memorial, there's like, there's, it's huge. It's basically just like a huge mausoleum mm-hmm. of sorts. And there's signs everywhere that say, you know, quiet, please respect. This is a, you know, this is a memorial. And they would, and I remember them just like a park ranger would come out every couple minutes and just fucking yell full force at somebody to shut the fuck up because they were disrespecting a war memorial, uh, which yeah. was pretty great. Uh, went back this time on, so my, <clears throat> my aunts lived in, in DC for like 40, 40 some odd years now, um, or around DC. And, uh, we went back and they, there are no, I saw, I think I saw one park ranger in the whole several hours. I was there walking around the, cause the, the Lincoln, uh, Vietnam, Korean and world war two memorials are all like right there along the reflecting mm-hmm. pool. That's right in front of the, the Lincoln. There was no park rangers. And like, 
uh, you go in there and there's just people like screaming and running around. Uh, when we were walking out after we finished in there, we were walking down the marble steps and we were on the side and along them is just like smooth marble down the side of the stairs. And some dumbass lady gets on the thing and slides down and just goes like from like zero to a hundred and just slams on her ass <laughs> at the bottom of the stairs. And my, my aunt was so over cause we had already, they have like those lime scooters and mm-hmm. rentable bikes everywhere and no one knows how to ride a bike in a city. So no one's like telling you they're coming by. I almost got hit like four times. Uh, and my aunt had been like, every time somebody just went by, she'd just be like, you normally say on your left, you know? And, uh, we got there and this lady goes down the stairs and she just walks up to him and she's like, this is a war memorial. We don't really do that here. And, (laughs) you know, and it was, it, it was really cool to see all this stuff, but also it, like we were talking about it and like my family is like a family that has, you know, my aunt worked for some three-letter agencies and my grandfather was an FBI agent and fought in the World War II. Um, you know, my uncle worked in the Pentagon. Like, it, government, we've, we've been involved in this stuff for a long time and it's it's weird to go and see it now because and knowing, like, the background of what all this stuff is and the kind of, like, consequences of all these big things that have happened to the country and to see just people treating it like that. And like, I get it's, it's the Lincoln Memorial. He's been dead for, you know, 200 years. The civil war was, you know, that far back people forget, but I mean, it's like, it's not like it wasn't an important moment in the country where nearly a third of the country died trying to fight to figure out what direction the country was going to go. You know, people, I mean, that's a big problem with, our country is inheritance. Mm-hmm. We inherited mm-hmm. a fucking empire, one off the backs of previous yeah. generations. And this inheritance yeah. and entitlement is really a big reason and lack of participation as well, or a big reason mm-hmm. why yeah. we are kind of in the state that we are in now. Why it, it's, it's not good. It's definitely not good. Um, no, and, and it's unfortunate because I would be if I went to something place and I visited uh, memorials in Europe and, and whatnot, where there's just mm-hmm. thousands of those white crosses of just just look at just it's just it's a it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 um it's wild, it's wild the amount of dead. Yeah, it's a very like being in so like I said, my grandfather we buried him in Arlington in 2004, I think. Um, and it was weird going there again. Cause I, I was 13, 14 when we went, I think for my grandfather's funeral. And I remember it and being in Arlington, it, I didn't have the appreciation for it that I do now, you know, being, you know, what, 20 some odd years older. And it was, it was difficult, not only for my, you know, different age and different experiences. So I was a very obviously emotionally exhausting and emotional time, but we went back on Wednesday when we were just going around looking at all the different monuments and stuff before we flew out later that day. And it's, it's hard. Like I was going to take, I try to take a few pictures of just like, you know, my grandfather and grandma were buried on this beautiful hill overlooking the Pentagon. It's like a really cool spot. Um, but like, I remember when we were there, 
grandpa his his gravestone was only like maybe he's like i think they're like three rows in from the road and but when we went there the first time there was nothing past them there was a whole third of the cemetery that is now new you know from 20 years of war um and like just trying to take a very like respectful photo of just like you said that like seeing memorials with all those crosses imagine that but with just uniform white granite in mar or marble white marble in every direction in perfect rows it's it it's a it's a very sobering and very like heavy place very beautiful but like trying to take a picture just of something it was so hard because i'm not joking there was a funeral going on in every Shit, single dude, direction you know standing there like when we were driving out, there was a funeral for an Air Force general that they had a riderless horse and a case on. Um, the day of my, my, my nanny's funeral, there was another high-ranking officer funeral that had like the full honors and everything. You know, we were even just, we were, I think we stood there for maybe like 45 minutes and you could hear like salutes going on Shit, all over the place. salute or whatever it is. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Damn, yeah. 21 guns. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, it's, you know, when you come in, so like if you go to a few, if you, if you're at a funeral, you start it's so Arlington is inside Arlington national cemetery is one side of it. You go across a bridge over the Potomac from DC to the main gates where there's like, you know, there's a mausoleum where it's, it's something like if you are, if you weren't, didn't have certain accommodations or you weren't a commissioned officer, you're not eligible to be buried in the cemetery, but there's a mausoleum where you mm. can be interred. Like your ashes can be interred, but it's like kind of one of those like celebrity kind of uh, mausoleums they have in like big cities where it's just like a safety mm -hmm. deposit box yeah. basically. Um, and so like tourists can go in there and they can see that. And then there's tours that go all over the place that you, because that's where JFK's, grave and the was that the it's like the never-ending flame yeah, yeah, or something yeah, yeah. The, 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 um the the unnamed soldier or whatever the, yeah the two so in the tomb of the unknown soldier yeah. is there as well um and it's both of those are right up the hill from the entrance but then there is a gate like so you can't just go into the cemetery um you have to have passes because arlington national cemetery is technically contained within uh, a joint base with yeah. all the different branches serving it. Um, and so like you start in the, there's a chapel where they have, you know, the mass or the service for whatever. And then you go in a, you know, go in a motorcade to the grave site. And it was just really weird. And I, I didn't have the sense when I was there before, but it was just, it was so surreal, you know, riding, riding in the car through the cemetery behind, you know, the lead car to my grandpa and grandma's gravesite. And there's like a tour bus had to pull over and let us by, you know, and it in like people were like, we drove by a stop where people wait for the tour bus and a bunch of people were standing there and they all took their hats off and, you know, and that was, that was nice, but it's just so strange to like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's it's difficult for everyone to lose a loved one and to lose a grandparent and something, but it's so strange to have my grandparents essentially buried at a that tourist attraction, fuck, dude. you know, like my grandfather yeah. earned it. Like the man, he fought in Okinawa. He fought, he, he fought the battle, battle of Sugarloaf Hill. 
He stormed the beaches of Iwo Jima. Uh, he was in the Solomon Islands. He uh, he was in the um, the occupation of Tsingtao in China after the war. Like, and then was an FBI agent for thirty five years. Yeah, I mean, and he earned it. Like, he was amazing. And it's, but it's just, it's so strange. And and the the thing I couldn't stop thinking, just seeing all of those graves, and you know, there's parts of the cemetery where they're older gravestones that they had before they adopted the uniform ones. Um, so they look kind of like your typical mm-hmm. gravestone at a at a cemetery. There's just all different sizes, but seeing all the uniform gravestones and seeing so many of them, you know, there were a lot of them that were, you know people who had fought in Korea or, or Vietnam, but there were so many that fought in Afghanistan and Iraq in recent wars that just sitting there and it was just like, what, what did, what did we get out of this? You know, like it's getting to the point now they were, my aunt was telling us that they're actually running out of room of the land available to bury people oh in God. Arlington. Yeah. That it was, it was just, it was very surreal, but very cool. Like it, it's definitely an honor to be, you know, to be able to have experienced that twice, but still just really strange to know that my grandparents are there, you know? So how do you have to get a visitor's pass to go back and visit them? Like if you wanted to go leave flowers on there? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had to, to, to even just to go to the funeral, we had to do a background check to get into the base. Yeah. Um, I, I, funny enough, my cousins <laughs> flunked her background check. <laughs> she got in and she got in and was able to be at the funeral, but it was funny cause we had to go early so that she could go to the Damn, security office. Dude. Uh, but yeah, the, so in, it, grandkids don't get passes, but all of the children, the direct children of whoever's buried there all get a permanent pass. And then it, to, for mine, I would just, I'd either have to go with my aunt or she could give me her pass or I could call and just basically do the exact same thing I did to get in for the funeral. Um, but then once you get in, you can drive up to the gravesite park and you're welcome to wow, stay there as long intense, as you want, man. which is nice. So it'd be kind of, I yeah. mean, uh, being yeah. buried, buried at Arlington is a huge honor, you know? Yeah, it really it is. is. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's not in the cards for you or me, sir. No, Unless no. We're invaded. I mean, but it, it was interesting. Like, join up. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> Hopefully they don't do drafts for World War Three. Uh, it would depend. I think kind of would have to. If there well, were, I mean, you're going to get drafted. I think if it if if there were a legitimate serious threat to like everything here, I I would. But if it were a foreign war, I don't. I wouldn't. It all I depends, think. man. I'm like. You know, we've talked about this. There's definitely a part of me that's been, they got me. Like, I'm, I'm in. I love America. Mm-hmm. We'll do anything for her. Mm-hmm. But that's not something you would would consider lightly, right? Like, no. I mean, I've, I I've thought about it too. Fuck like, it. you know, if Lithuania gets invaded with russia i've thought about going like there's figuring no out how to go there's and no like actually fight doing that i've put all every every money every, every cent i have you wouldn't do it i would at least try to go if i could get there for photos i would <sighs> to like cover sick. the war i could see that i could that see that but as cool. far as you killing people i don't see that man 
I mean, my grandfather fought with their resistance oh, against agree, the Soviets, so I'm, don't I'm, count me I'm, out, man. I'm count, respectfully counting you. I'm just not, dude, you're not a murderous human being. I think you would be if no, you had I mean, to I'm be. not going to be one of those, like, yee-yee brother <laughs> tourists that go to Ukraine to go, we're going to go kill some Ruskies. But I kind of get it. I get it. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of those guys are ex-vets, right? I would assume some of them aren't. Yeah. Some of them just want... There's always people that want a sense of adventure. Like, if you think about it, right, I get mm-hmm. it. Like, there's yes, there's a chance you're gonna die, but I think I could rationalize it by thinking like, have I ever really lived? Like, you get yeah. That's the yeah. one weird part about war that, and, and speaking with veterans and, and having mm-hmm. various members of my pa- family being veterans is, is the the uh, the uh, the uh, the mo- they've they said they've never felt more alive when they're in combat and and and. They're like, it's better yeah. than any drug you've ever done. Like knowing that each moment could be your last and the, the bonds that they form. So you could pop out around the tree to take yeah, a shot and that's exactly. your head gone. But, I, it, you know? but the food tastes better. You know, your food, you, you sleep better. You smile more. You laugh harder because like, you know that you truly, all that you have when you're in, especially uh, uh, an intense combat situation is is each moment like you're really being forced to live yeah. in the present moment at all times and you see how fragile yeah. life is and 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 a lot of these troops mm-hmm. that would return um from previous wars don't ever feel alive again they're dead men walking uh, yeah. and that's just that's from yeah. interviews and uh, we gotta yeah we gotta get a veteran on here someone that's like scenes yeah it would be interesting i mean it's like that's the, so that's the thing here. is like you know granted i didn't yeah oh well i mean like you know to share yeah, war be, stories that's that's a, cool. that's a that's a tough one because a lot of people yeah a lot, that's not that's not something a lot of people talk about you know it'd be hard to yeah i was gonna i was just gonna say like i you know i talked about tried to learn as much as i could about the war from my grandpa because he was involved in mm-hmm. so much and so many critical things and critical battle. Like he was, I forget what battalion he was, but it's, it was one that was, it was the only battalion that was created and deactivated during the war. Um, I think it was something like the ninth battalion, but like, cause he never, he never said like, we knew he fought at Iwo Jima and Okinawa, but, you know, over after he died, my grandma went through so many of his service records and actually put together a timeline of where he was. And like, he was at Camp Lejeune. He was at Paris Island. Uh, he was in the Solomon Islands, Okinawa, Iwo Jima. And like, anytime I'd ask him, like he showed me his purple heart that he got from getting wounded at the, the battle of Iwo Jima. And like I'd ask him, I was just like, what was it like? And the only thing he ever told me was I buried my best friend at Okinawa. Damn. Yeah. Well, he didn't lie. Yeah. He never talked about yeah. it. I mean, that's, that's who, yeah. Like, you know, my name is John Anthony. Anthony was Tony Bukovich, who was my grandfather's best friend in college. They played football together at Purdue um, and all went to war together. And like, it was super cool. Like the other aspect of this was, you know, having to go through all of like the kind of like family keepsakes Mm -hmm. and stuff. And I spent an entire day going through photos and trying to scan them because I'm going to work on trying to digitize them because some of these photos are like, I was, I was scanning photos from my great grandparents wedding in 1911, you know, um, 
there were pictures of him like I had never seen in at like pictures he took in the Whoa. war, you know, in Okinawa, in the camps. Like there's this one great picture of him that he's just, he was skin and bones. They used to call him bones Guinness. Uh, and he had a parrot on his arm and they were like, they were calling him pirate McGinnis. Uh, and like just all this stuff of him with like, with his unit and all the people that like the few guys that he commanded and, um, like, pictures like from fucking okinawa of just like here's a charred corpse cool uh you know or like them like the from the battle of sugarloaf hill when the battle was won and him his whole unit standing up with the marine corps flag and like a rising sun flag they had captured you know and like it's wild to know he went through that you know and and it gave me a much better appreciation of him because he was always very quiet and very reserved when anything came up about world war two or the cold war too, since he was involved in that. But like to get to like, see those things is like, I can't imagine how, what that was like, you know? And then seeing like, um, po- my, God, my, my nanny saved everything. Like she had all the postcards that he would write to her from, from the war, you know, like he wrote her like a postcard from when he was in Okinawa after everything had settled down. He wrote one from the Solomon Islands. Um, he was in Tsingtao for six months, I think, after the war, during the occupation. Um, and just like all these different like postcards and packages of like film negatives and stuff that he had oh, taken. It's just, it those? was wild, you know. Do you get them? Yeah. Did you, oh, did yeah. You I mean, they're them? negatives. Sure. The, my aunt, my aunt has them, but I'm going to. I think I might try to buy. I have several like actual mm-hmm. film cameras that I've wanted to use. Um, I might try to buy like a negative scanner so that I could just digitally develop them. Which that yeah. would be so well, cool. I mean, to, not to only have. that, like it's a shame. Did anyone ever interview him, like Patrick K. O'Donnell or anybody like that? That was oh fuck, not that I know Dude. of. I think he was. He was so like he. He fought in the war and came back from the war and finished college at Illinois. Um, and then he got drafted to play in the AFL for the Brooklyn or the Brooklyn Tigers or something. That They're the team that eventually mm-hmm. became the Baltimore Colts. Um, but then he also got offered a contract by the FBI to be an agent for them, and he took that instead. And kind of went from the war, was in college for a minute, and then went back to war because he was he was a deep cover domestic espionage agent for oh, thirty man. years. Like Nanny told us on uh, on nine eleven, she was trying to find him just around the house at one point, and he was in his office just shredding shit like crazy because somebody had called him because he was still doing work for the FBI, even when he was retired. So crazy, man, that is, I would love to pick his, I mean, there's not shit he would tell us, but no, no, probably not. Honestly, uh, but it, it would be wild. Like I would love to hear, like you said, like stories of like what it was like, not necessarily like in the heat of battle, but just like what it was like, in between well, the battles, I want to like when you're not on when you're not in maneuvers. What are you doing? You're just hanging out at I camp. I want to know. Well, know? the thing is, a lot of the like I think it's Patrick K. O'Donnell that wrote that wrote Eagle Against the Sun, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, mm-hmm. Most of the guys that he interviewed were pretty. Either some of them were dying, or 
they were at the end of their lives and they never talked about it with anyone. And he, you know, one of his questions mm-hmm. is like, why are you doing this? And he's like, because I don't want anyone to forget. And we need to know how shitty yeah. of an experience this was. And most of these men that he interviewed yeah. would break down and cry when they start talking about how awful of an experience this was. Mm-hmm. And then some of the people, like a lot of these old veterans, like they ended up like one of them, I can't remember his name, but he said he went on the bum for like two years. He moved to mm-hmm. he moved to New York City and shared a flat with like seven other veterans and just got shit, shit canned. Damn. For months, no one ever talked about yeah. the war. And then one day, woke up, like, yeah. right, moving to California, guys. He got a little bit of an inheritance, and then ended up joining the uh-huh. ended up joining show out. business and had a successful life. But he's like, I needed that seven months. I think it was seven months to a year mm-hmm. to just get drunk and process everything that had happened just, yeah. and be with my own kind of people because everyone in a ama- I'm shocked it only took uh, seven yeah, I months. Mean, yeah, some people just got a little plot of land and lived out their, you know, their life as kind of recluses and had a family and just fucking shoved all that shit down mm-hmm. there and never spoke about it again. Just, <laughs> yeah. which is intense. I hope yeah. that uh, I would be that type of gentleman that could just compartmentalize it and then, you know, as I'm getting ready to cr- uh-huh. Not cross over into another realm, have someone take my story. Yeah. Th- those are fucking men, man. They're badasses. Yeah. That would be, I would love to, to be able to talk to somebody who'd gone through something like that. Because like you said, it gives in, I mean, you can see that in the way, like in the way that, um, people acted at the Lincoln Memorial. I mean, this is like, this is across the, uh, the opposite end of the reflecting pool from the Washington monument and now the world war two monument. And when I went, you know, when we were there, I didn't really go into the, I went around the outside of the World War II Memorial, but there were people going in and out of it, but there was also a, like, I think it was called Honor mm-hmm. Flight or something that of veterans from World War II <clears throat> from Chicago that were there. And there was an honor guard there and they were doing a ceremony and everything. But then there were people just like milling around in the background, making noise and shit. And like, same thing as at the Lincoln Memorial, it's just like, it's like, you know, I understand not everybody fought in a war or was involved in like that level of involvement in, in, in the, like the formation of the country or just milestone moments, but like Jesus Christ, like it's a war memorial. Like how many hundreds of thousands of people died during World War II, you know, the civil war and like the Korean war memorial, in my opinion is the most striking because the Vietnam war memorial is cool in terms of like a political art and kind of modern art piece in what it, both the context of the artist who made it and then also what it meant. But the Korean memorial is awesome because it's the only memorial that of those war memorials that aren't just mausoleums or kind of like sculptures it is a there's there's a whole wall where it's etchings in uh, black marble or granite that of soldiers' faces from photos oh, from dope. the war, and you then about like oh yeah you yeah shit, I did oh yeah, yeah I'll do. send them to you and then like f- somewhere between like ten and fifteen statues 
of soldiers that are supposed to be walking through a rice paddy or through a field and like the detail and it's not like interpretive like they they have full-on faces and it's incredible to see like they are like full size like real sized like bronze statues of these guys that like the most accurate way you could describe the the like the uh, the expressions on their faces just like why the fuck am i here or it's like, oh my god, oh my god, I'm gonna die. It's the forgotten you know? war, man. It's uh, yeah. It 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 and to just it, it's annoying to see so few people that have just a basic understanding of history, even if you weren't directly involved in it. Like I wasn't, but I still know what went on, you know. And just seeing people being so disrespectful and just so entitled, really. You know, it's inheritance, man. It's just like I mean, I sound like old man yells. I like it. Clouds, I like it. Listen, like, I like this. I like you know? this version of. I like this version of DJ Demarco. This is good. This is good, mm-hmm. man. I get it. It's it's frustrating. You know, I'm an angry leftist it's, with perspective. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't think I would call you a, a well. I don't know. You have some like you're pretty. I'm kind of like kinda a progressive. Like, you're all over the dude. I can't really define you. Like one minute you're you're here, the next minute you're there. Mm-hmm. One minute you're you're you're. you're I'm like, an issue I'm a by gun issue person, lunatic, really. and we gotta we gotta have all these guns. <laughs> like fuck yeah, and then the next minute you're like, socialism is the only way. And I'm like, well, let's talk about this. <laughs> It's like I would love to love to guillotine some billionaires, and I also Listen, value actually, gun here's rights. Here's another question: <laughs> Like, what is going on with um, the, the taking over of Twitter? Uh, Elon Musk is is he going to oh, buy God. Twitter? I fucking hope so, dude. Maybe? I hope so. Maybe? I don't know anything, oh, dude. I, I have not. no idea. What's, I just I was uh, at the gym this morning doing a little AM cardio. And mm-hmm. I I, no- <laughs> I noticed like I think it was on like CNBC or, or what is it, whatever that um, whatever uh, that the, I don't know it's it's fucking a stock like I saw yeah like, like a financial, financial channel. channel thank you I don't, I don't is it CNBC, yeah, CNBC. Okay. and everyone's like oh, CNBC, yeah. Musk has got a bid out for Twitter like he's going to take it over and a bunch of people on Twitter are very upset about I got I got on Twitter today and I was checking it out and I was like man I I kind of hope that Elon Musk does buy Twitter cuz it would be I think it'd be hilarious. I think it would be fun. Like why I, not? For the memes I think it would be funny but also I think that's that is the death what, nail of I Twitter. I think it I think it'll make it better. Which I I I mean he's going to he's everything he touches it turns to pure gold. Pure gold. I mean that's pure not gold. true. That's pure not true. Gold. And what, oh and what, how I, is that not I, true? Tesla's <laughs> doing okay for me. Tesla's doing fine. Their stock oh. is doing very well, but in terms of actually being a business, this is, they I still can't turn to, a profit without, um, so without regulatory credits. Because I was misled as well. Tesla really mm-hmm. isn't a car company. It's no. They're a, they're no, a carbon they're not, credit John. company. You're, you don't see the vision. Let me explain it to you, dog. Let me fucking explain. Tesla's mm-hmm. a data company. All of their all yeah. of their cars are sending back data instantaneously to Tesla, and they're storing it. So they mm-hmm. know what the road can. I don't know how they're going to capitalize on all of the data Monetize that they've that. collected, but there's a, a fucking way and he's going to figure mm-hmm. out how to do it. So it's a data, it's a data company. Yeah. And that's why I believe, well, and that's also why I bought too, stock. 
they are a regulatory credit company too, because that's the only reason. I mean, as long as our government is standing, that's a good place to be, right? We've got you know. So I'm 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 in. I've I've drank in the Kool Aid that is Tesla. I have I have I'm and I'm heavily invested. And the disclaimer: I'm invested in Tesla. Okay, so I I want to see Mister. I want to see Mister Musk buy Twitter. Why 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 are people anti? Why are they not? Why are they against it? So. I am a I am skeptical of it because Elon Musk has a history of being <clears throat> talking about how he's a free speech absolutionist, but then doing everything he can to silence any critic that he has against him. Uh, in some pretty like you know, and like there was an instance of um, there was a an employee of Tesla that started a YouTube channel doing car reviews and he decided he had had enough, like he had been f- trying to get like when all the uh, big QC <coughs> issues or quality control issues came out about Tesla and about how they get into fender benders and burst into flames because the batteries are so poorly shielded, um, stuff like that. And he did a review of, uh, this was like four or five years ago. So whatever, like the newest model was then. And he didn't use any kind of like, uh, classified is the only word I can think like trade secret secrets or anything that was patented or anything that was like not his to say it was all public information they fired him uh, and Elon Musk kind of went on the war oh, path shit. against him there was uh, a journalist I can't remember from where I want to say the New York Times um, that was a fan of Elon Musk and a fan of Tesla and had a standing pre-order for something like one of the model X's and wrote a, an article about Elon Musk. Um, and it was critical. And so Elon Musk decided to personally cancel his pre-order, which is against the terms, I believe, considering he can't do that, considering if it's a public true, company. That's kind of funny. And that's super. Is true. Well, that is, it, oh, it's, it's funny. not good. It's funny, not a good, but, but okay. That's two instances. He's human. Right. But, but other than that, mm-hmm. I, I do love the fact that he is, I, I think a, Here's what I like about it. Number one, I'm an agent of chaos, and I feel like it's going to cause a little chaos. <laughs> yeah. Number two, what's the point mm-hmm. of having fuck you money if you never say fuck you? And I feel like I feel I mean, like this he's is true. just saying if fuck this is you. True. Like it would be funny if he had it, and all like mm-hmm. I mean. It's going to be funny. Like, does he change the community guidelines? Like, this is a free for all. Like, let's go. I don't know. My I see. My so. worry. My worry is that, like, I spend. I don't spend a lot of time on Twitter, but Twitter is probably the the main social media platform that I use, uh, or at least use the most of. Um, Twitter has uh, an already. It's it's a decently moderated website, but it still has a horrible problem with. Uh, like homophobic people or transphobic people or literal Nazis on the platform. And, you know, okay, great. They kicked the MAGA idiots off. Great. They didn't kick the Nazis off. And they've been presented with this time and time again. And Jack Dorsey's just kind of passes but over But shouldn't it. we just have everyone you know? on it? Like, it's pretty, it's uncensored. Like, you can get porn on there. You know, I think you should just, ha- like, I think that if he buys sure. it, he's just going to be like, S- buckle up motherfuckers everyone's back see, I, I don't think that's know the way it I'm, should be i'm so i'm so and see like i think it should be if you're gonna have 
free speech and you're going to have, you know, you're going to have it open to anyone, have it open yes. to everyone. But I mean, like Reddit's Reddit is a good example. They don't let Nazis have, but I you think know, you got to let, you gotta I, let I don't the Nazis that, have their platform, dude. Like the, the, um, is it the, the issue is that the, it's not the Nazis just exist on there. They also use it to brigade people and go after people. They use it as a, as a tool John, to organize. Here's the that's, thing, though. No, time out. The, You've the done problem. the exact same thing. You are guilty hmm. of going after people on Twitter. That's right, motherfucker. Yeah, going no, after Nazis. No, no, False. Yes. False. Well, who else have I gone Rowling. after? Transphobes? Oh fuck is JK it, Rowling. Rowling. She's a turf. It does it doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're Rowling. doing the exact same shit. Like you are you're like, let's spam her. Right. But I, it's free I understand speech. that, but you can't complain when it's something you don't like. That's exactly what you're doing. You're being a hypocrite yeah, right but there. The There's difference, no difference okay, so you can There's make no an difference. argument. There is a huge difference between going after turfs and going after and, and not <laughs> like just turfs existing on the platform is one thing. Nazis are an actual danger in real life, and and genuinely, turfs are a real danger to to queer people and trans people in real okay, life too. But you're still you okay, but you're not. You're looking at it from only your point of view. If you're a turf, what what does that sure. even mean? What's mm-hmm. that mean? Trans exclusionary okay. radical feminists. If you're a turf and you have a bunch of people saying very rude, mean, abhorrent things to you. Don't you feel like, mm-hmm. man, I'm being cyber bullied right now. They have a different view than you do, and you don't like their view, mm-hmm. and so you're going to spill spew vitriol. I'm just saying. The only thing I will say is You think is you're that right and justified. The viewpoint, the viewpoint, well, it's justified in my opinion because the viewpoint difference is not one of I think we should have lower taxes. I think we should have higher taxes or we should have gun control. It's you don't deserve to be alive. I do. Like, are we talking about Nazis? Like, that's what that is. Well, Nazis, TERFs, even like TERFs think that trans people are all trans people. Uh, They either think that trans women are men who want to be predators and get into female spaces so that they can prey on women and girls. And they think trans men are like weird traitors who would give up their male privilege or something. Uh, and like are traitors to the female gender or something. It's, it's bullshit. And it's, it's a genuine, you know, if it were just hyperbole and people being idiots online, then it's whatever people are just noise, but they have, there, there's real life consequences in the stuff that's going on all over the country with all of the like the reactionary trans bills that are going through that are denying healthcare to trans kids. Um, the one in Alabama in particular is scary because it denies trans healthcare for people up to 19 years old, which I guarantee you will be used as a way to cite precedent for denying healthcare to adults. Um, they are a real threat, just like Nazis are a real threat okay, in real but, life. I mean, I'm looking like I was looking through. JK's tweets and I -hmm. didn't see anything in there that was like, you shouldn't exist. So, but, but no, you just, I'm just, but all I'm saying, all I'm trying to say is Mm -hmm. I understand you're very passionate about these issues, but Mm -hmm. what I see sometimes when like, it's like every, it's okay if I do it because I'm justified, like that type of thinking Mm -hmm. is kind of dangerous, right? Cause like, See, but there's one, there's a difference between 
brigading like or like Twitter, not brigading, but just like trolling and dogpiling to drive someone off a platform versus TERFs who have a history of doxing trans women. I don't know what doxing and is. making their inf- doxing is where your oh, information, your private yeah. information, very identifying okay. information like addresses or uh, where you live, yeah, yeah, your phone you. numbers, things that people can actually get to you in real life are made public mm-hmm. against your will. You know, TERFs very, very regularly dox trans women, go after trans women. They ally themselves with very nefarious types like white supremacists. Okay, hold on now. We're, we're people like on. that. Time out. We're getting hmm. in a lot of general, 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 thank you. Generalities. Um, But the doxing does happen. And those are, it's when, when stuff goes from just people being dumb on the internet to crossing over into real life potential Mm -hmm. harm, that's when it becomes a thing. Like if it's just one thing that there's fucking MAGA chuds on there going, you know, make America great again, saying the N word, what the fuck ever, who cares? They're idiots. Fuck them. When it goes beyond that, when it's just like, trying to find out where this trans girl lives so that they can go and beat okay. her up or kill her. I'm not, is, is I don't really know. Thing. I feel, listen, I, I don't know. I'm not in that world, yeah. but I'm just saying yeah. I did see, I, I, I'm looking at it from a different perspective. So I look at it from all the hate that comes sure. in yeah. from someone that might be a, a turf or whatever that that's a, you know, I, mm-hmm. I think that two wrongs don't make a right. I, you gotta, I, I just like, and that's no. why that like this, this whole, it's a, it's a crazy, it's crazy, it's crazy times, but I definitely, you know, I definitely yeah, warn because yeah. you're not going to get nothing productive is ever going to be done through messaging and like shit piling someone on Twitter oh, no. and whatnot. But part of the reason why there's no, there is no productive argument mm-hmm. to be made is because the difference between viewpoint isn't like minutia. It's you, you are not human versus you I are. I don't human. think that that's what the other side is saying. From for the ter- the turfs against I've, trans people, one, 100%. From what I've seen, I've kind of read both sides. I see the other mm-hmm. side sometimes saying, Hey, you're still a, like they might take a position um, that would be like, hey, you are a biological male competing against females, and I don't think that's fair. Sure. And that might piss right. off. And there's science to back up all mm-hmm. different yeah, arguments. In that. And, you know, we're on that subject, we're diabolically opposed, and that's fine. We're having conversations about you it. You know, but, th- but that, that one doesn't even enter into just TERFs. Like, TERFs are, like, genuinely like a hate group against trans people. <laughs> And it's in it's codifying against like there are like turf elements within the LGBT community that want to kick the T and the Q out because they think that anybody who is divergent gender does not belong in their space, which is ridiculous because the whole point of the the LGBT movement is to have a safe place that it has nothing to do it can be about sexuality but it can also have nothing to yeah, do about sexuality it's about actually having a safe space for everybody to exist in their own body how they want of my scope of expertise here 
way way outside of my <laughs> yes. scope. This is uh, I stay. <laughs> You're just like, oh no, the gays I are here. I stay in my lane, dog. I do not. I am. I want nothing to do with any of these fights. I'm, I see, am neutral. That is that is like the 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 turf turf trans thing is has been made a mainstream topic by turfs because if you're not trans or you don't know trans people or you're not around it, you're not going to oh, understand it. But the majority of people, like overwhelming majority of people at worst are like, I don't understand it. It makes me uncomfortable, but you can work with that because you can talk to them. You can be like, no one wants to change you. No one wants to do anything. We just want to exist. You know, but the turfs are like the difference between like, say, like Dallas Cowboys fans who are just like kind of whatever, but they can be taught to understand good football versus like (laughs) Raiders fans who sit in the black hole and go and beat the shit out of Rams fans when they have games. Like that's the difference, you know, bringing up the, I thought you were going to do a slam on Cowboys fan. It was an underhanded slam. So I'll give you, I did, I did tell you to die. I I take that back. Sorry, sir. Um, I don't know. It's, I I mean, I have no. Rem- I'm a. I'm a lifelong yeah. Seahawks fan. This, I don't have yeah, much room to talk. Why the fuck so do you fine. trade Russ? <laughs> you should have got rid of Pete Carroll. I wish we have would have gotten rid of Pete Carroll yeah, and traded yeah. Russ, uh, because he's great. But sell high. It. You're you're not. You're he's insane. what is he? He's, 30, 30, he's 33? got plenty of years left. You're insane. He's got plenty of years, but his play style dude, can't he doesn't get sustain. Hit, man. He's going to have he, to completely he, rebuild this game. Dude, he Compl- slides. Dude, if you watch he, the he got injured for the first time, and it's because his line sucks. You, well, listen, I don't want to talk about yeah, football. Yeah, he, he has been consistently one of the most exactly. sacked quarterbacks the in the line NFL problem, every year for... Yeah, they. I mean, they should yeah, have, so fuck how, off yeah. Pete Carroll, but you I think we coach. just take they're the chance to They're never going to get another you know? Russell. Like they're never gonna get. That's a once. No, that's a that's a pretty fucking special. What, that's it, a once it, in a generation, generation quarterback. I'm glad I wasn't gonna say it. I'm glad he did. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. Great leader. No, he's fa- he was fa- he's fabulous. He should have won the MVP like five years running, but yeah. never got voted on because no one notices that Seattle yeah, exists. He put that team on the map. Even when we were fucking yeah. kicking everyone's ass. I do. I do want to say this though. Um, you know, you're you're my strangest friend, and I love you. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah. you're my straightest and, friend. And then, and I you know, you. I, but I'm, and as far as this turf trans, I am dude, this show mm-hmm. will not cover any of those topics, bro. I am not about to, no, well, actually, yeah, I would actually wade into fair. those waters. Um, but th- no, I'm mm-hmm. not going to, cause I just don't think it's too much of the not, thing. The thing about it is that the content to which you would be covering is it's not just an interesting thing or like science, it's people's lives yeah. at stake. And so like the stakes are high, emotions are high. You could have the best intentions to be neutral or be supportive of trans people and just say not the wrong it, couple things and there's gonna be I'm somebody too, who's gonna too get much pissed of a off. Wild guy. I'm too I'm too old school in my thinking and uh, too much yeah, of a wild too card. Much. I'm just not gonna do it. I it's 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 too, no, and I, I, think I also feel like some of the thoughts and the feelings that I have, uh, like because I don't understand mm-hmm. it, man. I don't claim to. I'm sure. not. Yeah, yeah. No one and would I, expect well, you to. Well, I kind of feel like people. That's okay. Like okay, for example, like the the whole pronoun thing. Like I just don't want to participate in mm-hmm. that. 
Like I've, I've, if someone were sure. to ask me, like I don't want to part. Can I not participate? Like I guess I technically do. I mean, I think like I, I don't want to. Just wanna being be like, you know, it's half of it is. There's a lot of it that is very performative. Yes. That is kind okay. of annoying. All right, good. I'm but this. the genesis of it and the idea behind it, and the still a very large portion, if not most people who do it, it's supportive. It's to create an environment that, yeah, you don't get it because you are straight, dude. You identify as a man, you use male pronouns, it's not going to click for you. Some people don't. And it's just about like having an atmosphere that is like inclusive in a way that just makes people comfortable to be able to Mm -hmm. be themselves without having to feel like they're put upon, you know? So to just say that like I use he, him pronouns, leave it at that. Everybody knows you use he, him pronouns. You can see that from a mile away looking at you, you know? I just, yeah. But that's not yeah, everybody. 100%. You know? I don't want to put it in my email or anything because, like, I just feel like then it's, it gives away yeah. too much information. You know, I just, <laughs> yeah, I need, I a need mystery. mystery. I don't want it. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's all love. It's all love on it's this. What, show. I mean, it's one of those things. It's like, I, I could give a shit about pronouns. Call me whatever the fuck you want. It doesn't matter to me. You know, some people, pronouns are very, a very personal thing that it is a very, like, you know, it can give them like pretty serious yeah. gender dysphoria to be called mm-hmm. what they don't want, or it can be very gender confirming to be called yeah. whatever pronoun and we're they prob- want. Me and that person. So it's just, it's just easier yeah. to just like me and that person are probably know, not going to be you know? friends and that's okay. That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to be friends, dog. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Like I'll, <laughs> I'll be too weird up around you and I'll probably say the wrong thing. And I'm just mm-hmm. going to be like, you know what? It's just better if we just part. You're just too that uncomfortable. Would be uncomfortable. I've just, I'm a wild person. And I just, you know, I just wouldn't want to, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to like shit. You know me very, very well. And I see some wild shit. Yeah, I do. And I don't necessarily mean anything bad, but sometimes I'm a very curious person and I don't really have a filter. I'm just, you know, mm-hmm. it's just how I am. <clears throat> but it's like, I, you know. Oh, yeah. No, and I, I get that. I mean, I do the same thing. You Like you've said, I am so all crazy. over the map and can't, can't really be placed. I don't even know where you're at anymore. You know. You're just, you're so far. Yeah, you know. I don't know. But politically, I, I would say you're homeless. I, I think you're politically, like sometimes like. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know. What you're gonna I feel kind of just like a homeless, like a homeless, like I like a lot of leftist, leftist politics. I like a lot of socialism. Some marks make sense, but I also really like anarchism and I also really like, you know, guns. The guns. You, um, you hate the government, which is cool. But then sometimes like, yeah, we should pay yeah. taxes. I'm like, you're <laughs> fucking high, bro. Uh, yeah, I just don't know. Like, I listen, I saw on Twitter... I saw someone that was just out mm-hmm. of their fucking mind. Like they're still living in COVID mm-hmm. times. <laughs> COVID's been dead for me forever. <laughs> There's no masks mandates, but yeah. I mean, they're like, we got to get mask mandates back. And another thing was like, they, they, they said that Trudeau's leadership yeah. has been flawless. And I audibly laughed. I thought, and I was like, no, seriously, what? dude, this is coming from the left. How? This is like a left How? crazy. No, listen. <laughs> and listen, those sound like, yeah, those no, sound like liberals, on, well, my dude. Listen, I don't like the word term liberal because the, the true liberals are the like the bleeding hearts are the ones that like that we need that are like there's genocides going mm-hmm. on. Not just the whole like I feel like everyone that has like a Ukrainian flag on their uh, social media. I think you're a scars for causes. 
I think that if I look back <laughs> and if I could see all the causes that you've had, if you're like BLM, uh, yeah, then yeah. the Ukrainian flag, such all like you're just a scars for you're fucking virtual virtue signaling, and you can go fuck off. Yeah. Um, and see that's that's yeah, neoliberalism. That's Reagan. Saying, that's wait, what he what? created. I, I don't know about that. Yeah, I, I listen. Fuck yeah, Reagan. Neo, neo. That's you, oh yeah. Fuck Reagan. I mean, Dare. that's that's what that's what they call like Reagan's ideology is what we have today. Is it's neoliberalism where it's like the idea that you're you know economics don't matter. Just spend money. Oh, It'll trickle, trickle down. <laughs> trickle or, down. You know, <laughs> trickle down <laughs> economics. economics. Fucking. It's so funny. My my mom is. I mean, you know my mom, and she's like not the most. Of, she, I mean, she's opinionated, but she's not the most animated political person. Every time I talk about Reagan, she's like, you know what? I may have liked Trump, but I fucking hate Reagan. I didn't vote for him twice because he was terrible. Did, did, can you please put the family guy <laughs> Reagan smash? Reagan, <laughs> Reagan smash. Yes, yes, that. I will. <laughs> please put that. I mean, we might get that copyrighted take, but it's worth it. I'm just, we'll, we'll run it It'll on, we'll run it. that, we'll run that short on uh, Instagram, but, uh, that's one of yeah. my favorite little family guy <laughs> moments. Yeah. Same. That era of family guy actually yeah, was pretty I funny. I don't even know what, I'm, I don't even know what happened to family. I never watch anymore and I should. I, I mean, I haven't watched since, since, since like, I don't know, 10th yeah. grade. Maybe I used to watch, uh, it went. I know that when I was watching, it went downhill fast. That it was like it went from being like. I mean, it wasn't like the greatest humor to it's begin with, but it was like decent, and it was like the yeah, little side yeah. gags that were so good. Yeah. You know, like that. They just became like fart jokes, and it's like Brian's a dog, and he's horny, and yeah. Stewie's gay, and it's I just thought like, oh, that okay, cool. American Dad was just. It was one of my favorites. Oh, that was Roger great. the Alien. Oh my god, dude! I could not get enough of him. The first two seasons of that show oh. were so. Uh, Roger was my favorite character because you just never knew what he was going to do, what kind of shenanigans he was going to get into. But now I'm like Team mm-hmm. Rick and Marty. Uh, I don't watch enough South Park. Oh, I do god. not watch enough. I hate Rick and Marty. Get out! How dare you? <laughs> How do you? Wait, fuck it's terrible. Off. Are you being serious right now? Yeah, yeah, it's awful. I don't know if we can be friends, bro. How do you hate <laughs> that show? It's amazing. I just watched it, and oh, it just doesn't wow. make me laugh. It makes me groan oh, a whole lot and dude, weep for I humanity. But I absolutely love it. You know, I wish I had cable because I mm-hmm. miss what. <laughs> I miss watching it. No, I think you're the only I, no, person just, who has I miss, ever said that. I miss watching Adult Swim. Like, I think I get it on my. I think I can get it on my yeah. HBO. I'm pretty sure or Hulu. Okay. Oh yeah, you can't. Right. Yeah, I mean, right. they I'll, have to, I'll have to. Now. I'll have to get on there and watch it. But Adult Swim had some of the best TV ever. I just I miss being in oh, college yeah. and just getting no. baked out of my mind and watching like Robot Chicken <laughs> or something. <laughs> Oh, dude, Robot Chicken was the fucking it's best. So I funny. love that There's, show. There are moments on that show that where one, I, I died. And then some of the episodes are just so dumb or, or like Tim and Eric. Like, that's mm-hmm. a stupid kind of humor. You oh, either yeah. get God, it I love or you Tim don't. And Eric. Like, I love Tim. That's, that is my bread and butter kind Steve of humor. Steve Brule. Dr. Steve Tim and Eric. Brule. Yes. Yeah. Dude, I love Dr. Brule. The first song I ever made, like complete song, was just a like 2014 era trap beat with samples of oh. Steve Brule saying things like <laughs> sweet berry wine. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, uh, there's, there's another, like that, that little, um, 
is it Mr. Pickles or whatever that show where the dog's Satan? Like, uh, I think it's Mr. Pickles. Have you seen wow. that? Uh, I don't think so. I'm thinking Courage oh, the Cowardly that. Dog. That sounds funny. But that was that was that was like 2000 oh, era. There's Cartoon a stupid. Um, there was a like like a medical show on. Uh, uh, I can't mm-hmm. remember the name of it, but. Oh yeah, like oh, children's hospitals. Children's or something hospitals. Like that. Oh, I never dude. saw that, but I saw clips of it. But it's it it's, looks it's very pretty, funny. But by the way, folks, like this is not your typical humor. I would encourage you to check these shows out. But <laughs> like, not. if you do, please don't think less of us because they're pretty bad. It's pretty <laughs> bad. Yeah. Think less of Rick because he likes How, Rick and Morty. But don't dude, the, don't the think less of everyone. Me. The people are behind me. Um, Ugh. Rick and Morty just reminds me of like the super cringe, like stoner culture prior legalization that just everybody would like, if you smoked weed, it was your entire personality. When was the first time you realized there were people that could function like that were perma high? Like I had a roommate that like got Uh, straight A's and smoked way more weed Mm -hmm. than anyone I knew. And I was like, how do you do this? Like, dude, I I just, I just always high, man. That's what I got to do. And I was like, really, Peter? Yeah. It's like, yeah, man. Yeah. At all times. I got to study high. I got to take the test high. <laughs> I get high scores. That's that he didn't say that. That's from the movie, How High. Method Man and Red Man, baby. Let's go. Yeah, good movie. <clears throat> yeah, it was a fantastic good movie. movie. Uh, yeah, man. Well, that mean, dude, we got to wrap this up, dude. We got to wrap this up. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing the story. I'm glad we got, I'm glad that we solved uh, all the LGBTQ rz problems today on the show dude well i'm not prepared to say that because i don't know enough about the other the other side but we've learned something folks there are two sides two wrongs don't make a right we could all be more kind to one another and you know we need to instead instead of yelling we need to start talking and we need to start understanding it doesn't matter how strange and beautiful you are if someone's going to be more strange and different i don't know what i'm trying to say here but like let's just it's all about love here <laughs> you I, lost it five cents it's all about love here on the rick's mind <laughs> podcast thanks for listening folks please be so kind to leave us five stars on apple we have a new clips channel on youtube so subscribe to that we're going to get uh the the hottest clips the the best takes of the show uh because we live in a society where people don't necessarily want to sit down and tune in for an hour they want to get what you have to say in 10 minutes so we are accommodating the people that's fine yeah, Grab we're and go, accommodating babe. the people we are a show of the people we are inclusive here at Rick's Unless Mind. you're a dick, and then you can eat a bag of dicks. No. <laughs> yes. Or That's turf. not true. Turfs are welcome <laughs> here. We want to understand what you have to say. We want to we don't pick sides on the Rick's Mind podcast. We're neutral. We're like Switzerland. Uh, and uh, ooh, what was the other thing I wanted to say? Sweden and Finland are joining oh. NATO. So, hey, look for World War Three coming this fall. That's dark. Uh, we'll get on that. We will get yeah, yeah. to that on another <laughs> on another date. This is the longest uh, closing down of a show of all time. There's something else I need to say. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Subscribe to the videos on YouTube. Go ahead and hit that like button and subscribe. Mm-hmm. We and have a TikTok We do now. have a TikTok. I'm... Yes, we have a TikTok. So look out for look <laughs> look thrilled. out for us on there in the fucking wild world. <laughs> the show where the Chinese the, the the social media outlet where the Chinese uh, their version of TikTok 
only math and science are at the top videos that are promoted and sponsored, right? Or whatnot. But over mm. here, it's just dancing because they're trying to dumb down our society. It's just, just so, yeah, that's not good. But we're there to spread the knowledge. We're there to spread the knowledge because this is a show of the people. All right, guys, that's enough of my babbling. I'll see you guys next week. We love you. Bye.